I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel from Bombay to Paris to Dublin and discover the story of the improbable victory for LGBTQ rights in the very Catholic Ireland. On 25th June 2022, the city of Dublin was awash with excitement. Despite being a Saturday, people were up and about early, and even at 8 a.m., the city centre resembled a carnival. The atmosphere was electric, with people lining the streets through which the parade would pass. The sky was clear, the sun was out, bright and shining, but the real warmth was on the streets. Young and old, men and women, Irish and immigrants were all out together. For me, the parade was a first. This wasn't an independence or a religious parade. Neither was this the famed Saint Patrick's Day festival, which the country is both famous and notorious for. It was a parade which wasn't so grand in its first edition in 1983, or even before that in 1974, when it started out just as a march by a few courageous individuals. I was fortunate enough to witness the Dublin Pride Parade of 2022. My partner and I both adorned ourselves with rainbow stickers and tattoos and cheered for the queer community. The story of the transformation of Ireland from being one of the most conservative Catholic societies to being amongst the most liberal in its attitude towards LGBTQs is one of passion and perseverance. About a thousand kilometers away from Dublin, in the city of Paris, lies the Père Lachaise Cemetery. With more than three and a half million visitors, it's the world's most visited necropolis. Therein lies the grave of one of the greatest poets and playwrights of the 19th century, a cultural icon of Ireland. He was most well known for his novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray, and his play, The Importance of Being Earnest. And yet, Oscar Wilde was prosecuted and jailed for sodomy and gross indecency. His health declined greatly in prison, and he eventually passed away at the age of 46, a death which came too soon, all because he was homosexual. In a world away from Dublin and Paris, a young Indian man hailing from the village of Varad on the Konkan coast of India made his way to Bombay. He joined KEM Hospital to study medicine and upon completion moved to England in the 1960s. There he met his future wife Miriam and they went on to have three children, two daughters and a son. In the 1970s they relocated to Dublin. Dr Ashok Varadkar as he is known saw his kids follow his footsteps and they all ended up in the medical profession. The son initially joined Trinity College Dublin to study law, eventually switched to medicine, but we will return to him in just a moment. Before the Republic of Ireland was established in 1922, its laws against homosexuality dated back to the Victorian era and were in force for over 140 years. It was under these very laws that Oscar Wilde was prosecuted. The first signs of a formal struggle for decriminalizing homosexuality began in the 1970s. led by an english lecturer at the trinity college dublin david norris the movement was known as the campaign for homosexual law reform 
it aimed to decriminalize homosexuality in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Norris began legal proceedings for decriminalization in 1977, stating that such laws contravened the Constitution's stand on privacy. In 1980, Norris's case was defeated in the High Court. Undeterred, he appealed to the Supreme Court, and he lost again. On 10 September 1982, a gay man, Declan Flynn, was attacked in Dublin's Fairview Park. He later died from his injuries. The five men who attacked Flynn were brought before the court, and Justice Sean Gannon gave them suspended sentences for manslaughter. Following his death. Ireland's first pride parade took place in March 1983. The first event was a one-day affair and aimed at highlighting the levels of violence against LGBTQ men and women. In the background, hard at work, David Norris, who was by now a senator, took his challenge up another notch. In 1988, he went on to bring his case to the European Court of Human Rights. But this time around, he won. The European Court ruled that law criminalizing same-sex activities was contrary to the European Convention on Human Rights in particular article 8 which protects the right to respect for private life the law was held to infringe on the right of adults to engage in acts of their own choice the landmark ruling eventually led to the decriminalization in ireland in 1993 this was a watershed moment for the republic but the battle was only half won activists set their sight to the next set of rights legalizing same sex marriage winds of change were blowing through ireland and it took a little over two decades for it to happen on 22nd may 2015 the republic held a referendum to legalize same sex marriage for the first time in history ireland became the first country to legalize same sex marriage on a national level by a popular vote with 62% people voting in favor of it since july 2015 Transgender people in Ireland can self-declare their gender for the purpose of updating passports, driving licenses, obtaining new birth certificates and getting married. People in same-sex marriages are legally allowed to adopt children as well, thereby making Ireland one of the few nations where the queer community enjoys equal rights as heterosexual people. But let's return to the son of Dr. Ashok Varadkar, who eventually like his father became a doctor. On the day of the Dublin Pride parade, everyone eagerly awaited the arrival of Dr. Ashok's son, Leo Varadkar. Leo came out as gay in the run-up to the 2015 referendum. What made it remarkable was that he became the first serving Irish minister to do so. Dr. Leo Varadkar had turned to politics and in 2017, he ascended to become the Taoiseach or the Prime Minister and Head of Government to Ireland. He became Ireland's first and world's fourth openly gay head of government. From the one-day Pride Parade of 1983, highlighting the violence faced by the queer community, to electing a queer prime minister in 2017, the stunning gains happened within one generation. The streets of Dublin may swell with people and pride today, but battles like these have countless foot soldiers who languish in obscurity. One such set of people were an Irish punk rock band, the Radiators, who probably wrote the first openly gay Irish song back in 1987. The song is known as Under Clary's Clock, an exquisitely haunting lament 
about two teenage boys who arrange a rendezvous. The song goes, Long lonely nights, just imagining his face. Only in dreams do I kiss him and embrace. Cold morning light, he's gone with only shame to take his place. Under Clary's clock was both of its time and way ahead of it. In just 117 words, it condensed the isolation of growing up gay in Dublin in the 1960s and 70s. It envisioned a time of true equality. If you visit Dublin today, you would find Clary's clock on Lower O'Connell Street. For decades, it was a rendezvous point for lovers, with gentlemen asking their ladies to meet them under Clary's clock. This is too what the radiators asked for. And the line goes, Strange as it may seem, All I want is to embrace by the streetlight, Just like other lovers do. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Putsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram. 